Blog Talk Radio.
hello, hello, hello. This is Cecilia. And before I turn the program over to Minister Sheila so that she could pray for us and pray with us, I just want to um, say to one of our ministers who um, some of us did not get to go to her celebration, happy birthday to you. Happy belated birthday to you. Happy belated birthday to Minister Margot. Happy belated birthday to you and many more to come. We are so honored to have Minister Margot, not only as one of our ministers, but as one of our elders in the Seabury family. And so whenever we have someone in their birthday or anniversary or something like that, and we have an opportunity to celebrate them, we will. And so if anyone else wants to give her any well wishes and sing happy birthday to her, you're welcome to do so because although we may be a week or so late, we are not denied. So, Minister Sheila, if you can go ahead and um, open us up with prayer and whatever the Lord has given you, then we will come back and share um, the word that God has given me on today. Minister Sheila. Good morning, good morning, good morning to each and every one of you. I just want to say thank God. I thank God, our Father and the Son, Christ Lord Jesus, big brother, for blessing us with another day, another birthday, another life, another life to learn through him, for him, and to Abide by him. Lord, I give honor to you for blessing us with this day. I thank you for giving us another day that we cannot thank you enough for your love, your mercy, and your kindness that you have given us over the years that you have blessed us to be here. But, Lord, I thank you, and I thank you, and I thank you. I thank you for apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Prophet Antoine Thomas, Pastor Troy Thomas, Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright, Minister Brandon Kaiser, Minister Margot Montgomery, Dr. Serena Wright, Pastor Troy, Reverend Pastor Lawrence C. Berry, missionary mothers and leaders of the family, Tony Montgomery and Linda Handy. Lord, I just thank you for blessing us all. I bless you into this bloodline family and also this spiritual family. Thank you for my sons, my daughters, my sisters, my brothers, nieces, nephews, granddaughters, grandsons. Lord, I just thank you for the world that you have blessed us into. And to thank you for bringing us through all our trials and tribulations, all these temptations that the devil has given us, and to bless us from the hatreds and the ugliness that the devil was sending against your people to try to break their faith and their love in their life that we are having for you. But, Lord, I thank you, and I thank you, and I thank you, and I ask you to bless this world because, Lord, we need your help more and more each and every second of the day to keep us from these hatreds, racist people, these demon devils, and just the jealousy of people that they have towards us through your blessings that you have given us. Lord, I thank you, and I thank you, and I should have blessed this government to let them know they are for all the people 
not just some people to let them know you are to lead this world that you have blessed us and created for us to live in together with love, peace, and harmony. But, Lord, I thank you and bless this law enforcement to lead and protect us all, not just some, not just hand-picked different because of your color, your race, your religion, your gender, to let them know we are all brothers and sisters under the skies of the heaven that the Lord has blessed us with. But, Lord, I thank you and I thank you and ask you to lead us on and to lead us and to never let us break our faith in love because we know you are the way and the only way. And I just want to thank God for blessing my um, grandson to graduate. Today is his graduation dinner and to lead him on into the life of love and education and to bless him and cover him that the demons and the devils do not hurt him, forsaken him, or to just go do bad by him. But, Lord, I thank you for all the graduations, young men and women that have blessed, that you have blessed their life to graduate from preschool, middle school, high school, college, or for whatever it is on their jobs or whatever. But, Lord, I thank you for blessing us and keeping us and to protect us from these evil neighbors and honorary people that would come and take your blessings just out of the honorary to take what's yours, to break into your, on your property, to take what you have given us to earn and to buy and to purchase. But, Lord, we ask you to protect our household, to protect us when we're out in the streets at work, or within our house, but Lord, I just want to thank you, thank you, and thank you, and to let you know that we love you and we will never stop loving you, and to let all of us come together as one. And I just want to say, Lord, I thank you, and I thank you, and I cannot thank you enough. And I just want to give the announcements now. On Sunday morning, each and every Sunday morning, with Apostle Elect, Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, and Minister Brandon Kaiser, for Let's Talk at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, on Blog Talk, and on Monday nights, Iron Shotgun Iron, with Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright as the MC, the announcer, to be a beautiful woman to keep the courage and the program going to uh, bless us all. And it will be at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is blog talking also Facebook. And on Friday nights, which is what minister, oh, excuse me, and this Monday night, the wonderful speaker will be Pastor Troy Thomas, the minister of God and mighty words of knowledge and encouragement and to be leadership and to bless us all with the teaching and the knowledge that the Lord has given him. And on Friday night, which is Facebook and also blog talk, which is at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that is a double hitter. It would be with Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright, Wright, excuse me, and Prophet Antoine Thomas, 
which is a tag team of mighty words and encouragement and to share the words that the Lord has blessed us. And I just want to say thank you and thank you. And to remember our foundational scripture, Matthew 6 and 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. I just want to thank God. For blessing, I'm Minister Margot McCoy with a birthday, another year, and to have, and to just say in a Mr. Brown special, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. Just to praise the Lord and thank you for a birthday and give you a laugh, but to let you know we all love you and cherish you and thank you for being part of our wonderful family that the God has blessed us through. And you forever and ever have a blessed one. Back to you, Apostle Elect. Amen. Is there anyone else that wants to acknowledge our, not only cousin, but our sister um, in the Lord and one of our fellow clerics for her um, birthday because you know how we are. Sometimes we not only celebrate the day, we celebrate the month uh, and so on. So anyone else want to share a birthday song or blessing for um, Minister Margo? I don't want to um, deprive anyone. The phone lines are open. Good morning. This is Minister Sylvia. just wanted to say happy birthday tomorrow for the this is her month, the month of June. It is a lovely month to have a birthday in, even though it's not October, but it is June. So happy birthday, Minister Margo. Amen. Anyone else? Okay. So I just wanted to share um, something that our family did. I believe we talked about it before, but it deserves an honorable mention. Um, Many times we have families that are in need of something. We have um, people that may not ask you for it, but uh, Minister Sylvia has sent out a a text about everybody praying together as a family, about us coming together and in unity to pray. And, you know, she encouraged everyone talking about how when people pray together, um, how God is in the mix. And then we had another situation where we have a a great that is um, a premature great that was born um, under two pounds. And so now she's finally at home and um, the formula that everyone knows is in a shortage. And so um, there was another um, text where people said, come together and let's get this formula for the baby so that she won't be lacking. And so then they sent out a text of what the formula was. And um, some people had it mailed to them, and some people went out in storms and um, um, various things to get the baby needed. And it was a 
United Front. It was where there was a clarion call put out, and it wasn't, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that. People put on hold, some cases bills, some cases whatever, they put on hold for something that someone would think, oh, that's not a big deal. But if you're that baby or if you're that parent or parents that need that formula for that child, knowing that it's being predicted that there may be a recession and um, not knowing how long that recession would last, having that formula for a premature child that's on oxygen and different things is a big deal. And so I just wanted to thank the Seabury family, uh, the which is really in this case getting down to the uh, Kaiser family on how you all came together and you made sure that you got so much formula for the baby until there was another one that said, stop, 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 we've got enough, we've got enough. And I think that is such a blessing when a family can come together and go from a shortage into an overflow. So today, I want to ask the question, because of the clarion call for the prayer and the clarion call for the formula for the child, there was a case of unity. So what does unity mean to you? I want you to think about it. And later on, um, not too much later on, I'm going to open up the lines just to see if you want to share what unity means to you. And what are a few things that could happen when and if unity in God's love is present? But also what could happen that unity in God's love is missing, absent, rejected, or made excuses for. Well, one of the acronyms that I came up with for unity was United Nations or Neighbors. So you could say United Nations or you could say Neighbors. And trusting Yahweh. And we know Yahweh is God. So it's amazing when you think about unity on a positive nature. But don't you know that there was unity when those people stormed the Capitol? It wasn't a positive thing, but it was unity. Don't you know that when they built the tower and the Bible, it took unity? So every time there's unity, it's not always something that's positive or something that God approves of. But remember... The question I asked was, what are a few things that could happen, or even a whole bunch of things, if unity in God's love, if we do something in God's love, something as simple as making sure that a baby that was born one pound, 15 ounces, that could not go home until she was five pounds, who now weighs six pounds, had enough formula 
So we believe she is so much in the overflow that she's going to have enough formula for the whole rest of the year or until she starts drinking, you know, whole milk or regular other foods of that sort. So that was such a blessing. So now you don't have to, but I want to open up the line to know what does unity mean to you? And unity in God's love. And do you have any examples of how God has unctioned you and your siblings and your colleagues or your friends of various people to walk into unity? So the lines are open. Do you want to share what unity means to you or give examples of it? Well, good morning, Saints. This is Minister Margo. But before I start, I'd just like to thank all of you for your uh, blessings for a birthday for me. The Lord blessed me to uh, have another year, and I thank God for that. Uh, And I thank God for the unity that we have in our family. Uh, And when I think of our family and the years that we have, been together and the fact that we had a family reunion that has held together for decades, that that shows a unity of spirit, uh, a oneness, a balance, an agreement come together to celebrate family. That in itself is amazing. And knowing that God has given us our grandmother that vision long before it became a trend to get together as a family, celebrate our family, celebrate love, and to celebrate God and knowing him. So if God is the foundation, then there will be unity. And if we can come together uh, as saints of God, then we can make an impact on the culture that definitely needs to be uh, taught about the standards of living a holy life. So thank you for, um, again, for just making us think about what we can do uh, in the body of Christ if there is unity. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Minister Marco. Is there anyone else? Good morning. This is Minister I'm at work, but I wanted to take a few minutes to comment on that. To me, unity is when people come together on a united format. For example, um, of a friendship. A friend of mine a great woman of God passed away, and her daughters and her family made sure that they got in touch with me to know that she passed away. And they knew that I would make it to the service to say goodbye, you know, good night to her. And when I got there, they said for someone to come up to make a tribute for her 
and because her family knew what our friendship was because we worked together. We were friends at work, and we would come together every morning, and we would pray for one another, and we would pray for our job and anoint ourselves and put oil on the door handles and on the doorways and on each and every chair and deck. And we even had a room they gave us to pray for patients. That was unity because they knew how much we loved the Lord and how much we loved our patient and how much we believed in prayer. So they asked me to come up and make a tribute to her, and I didn't know I was even going to be on the program. But just the point that her family united together and said that mom loved Sylvia so much, she would want her there and not to just be there, but to give her time to just say something about her friend. I believe that's a form of unity when a family unites together to know the need and love that a loved one would want. That's that's all I wanted to share right now with unity. Amen. Thank you, Minister Sylvia. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning to me. The unity is, is no matter what you're going through, that you can pray to God and to come to your family, and they can go through things to help you or send you ideas or places that you can go to get what you need to do what you need to do. But to unite yearly more than just through birthdays or holidays, you know, but just to get together and to conversate and to help each other when sometimes you need help yourself. But yet again, when you can bless one, God can bless you and another. So I just thank God for the unity that our family has. We have our ups and downs, but yet and still we are united and we are together. And I thank God for that. That's all I have. Thank you, uh, Minister Sheila, Minister Sylvia, and Minister Margo. When someone feel slighted or that they have the right to do this or to do that. Sometimes it doesn't always align with the way God would do something. And so as clerics and men and women of God, we must unite God. We must decide, God, your word says that Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. Your word says that Jesus said, not my will, your will be done. Mary submitted and yield and united with God. Jesus was already united with the Trinity, but yet in the midst of 
the humanity that he was sent to save and to give his life, he submitted it all and said, not my will, but your will be done. Means sometimes people agreeing with you, sometimes agreeing with someone else, but the ultimate is being in agreement with God. Let me share a few scriptures with you. Psalms 133 and 1, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. 2 Corinthians 13 and 11, finally, it didn't say initially, but finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind and live in peace. Galatians 3 and 28 says, There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you all For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Mm. Colossians 3 and 14 says, And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. 2 and 2 says, Make my joy complete by being of the same mind, having the same love towards one another, knit together in spirit, intent on one purpose and living a life that reflects your faith and spreads the gospel, the good news regarding salvation through faith in Christ. And then the footnote for Philippians 2 says, the key to understanding this and other statements about love is to know that this love, the Greek word agape, is not so much about a matter of emotions as it is benefit of another person. That is having a unselfish concern for another and a willingness to seek the best for another. And in order to do that, I thought about how we have come together to, as Minister Sheila was saying, to help out someone else even when you yourself are in need. And we do that. But we also do it when we learn that when we unite with God, That means living in unified harmony with his love, with his forgiveness, and with how he has been the greatest example to us for a sacrifice, making sacrifices. United, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, God said, Son, will you go? 
and Jesus came. And he gave his life. And he did the things that he did as God. And yet, when it was time to go to be with God, on the cross, he seen them alone. Holy Yeah, Father, your Holy Spirit to be these people that I prayed for, this humanity. And God once again said, yeah. And even when Jesus went to be on the Father, he decided, hmm, I am so it with these people. For death. He gave up his throne to come and die for a sinful nation. So he asked to send us the comforter to dwell on the inside of us. And then, even after sinful set of people nailed him to the cross when he had no sin. He said, I'm still said I'm going to be there Jehovah Jireh and be there Jehovah Nisi Jehovah Shalom I'm going to be there I'm going to be the God that's high and lifted up. I'm going to be like-minded in the spirit. That towards one another. And of a humble spirit. Every time we're tired towards a person and no, it doesn't mean Excuse me. Apostle Lex, we can't hear you. I'm, I'm going to see if her phone drops. Minister Sheila could call to see if her phone drops. Okay, I'm gonna call. Uh, come on, please. Come. Okay, I'm back. I know this word is from God. <laughs> the line just dropped, and I'm so mm, I'm in unity with God. She says, Cecilia, the law is for the lawless. See, the word tells you if you have a problem with someone, you take it to them. You take it to the elders. You do it the biblical way. And when that fails, the law is for the lawless. It doesn't tell us the whole unforgiveness against them. It does not tell us to do this or that. But if you haven't taken it to them, if you haven't taken it to the church, and then you use the court system and the stuff that man has set up, 
that's not how we do things. But if you can say, God, I accept what you allow. If you allow that to happen, either you're going to bring me greater or it's a lesson I needed to learn in forgiveness and being selfless. Corinthians 1 and 10 says, But I urge you, believers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in full agreement in what you say, and that there be no divisions or fashions among you, but that you be perfectly united in your way of thinking and in your judgment about Matters of the faith. Ephesians 4 says, Make every effort to keep the oneness of the spirit in the bond of peace, each individual working together to make the whole successful. Isn't that what we're talking about? We're talking about the body being successful. One of the definitions that based off of um, Ephesians 4 and 3 says, unity of God's people, steadfast in faith, as a body of belief, spiritual striving, only conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. As Minister Margo said, when we're in unity with God and the principles of God and the things that God wants us to do, the unity will be there. But if there's some of our agenda in there, partially being united with God and partially being united with ourselves is not united with God. We have to be able to ask God, God, your word says I need to be of one mind. And this one mind that I'm striving for, God, is the mind of Christ. Teach me, God. Give me a want to. Give me an I will. Give me an I shall. Give me I'd rather. When you'd rather obey God than man, and and even when that man is you, you consider all of the things that you do. Where if it's not pleasing unto God, you're like, I don't want part of it. Not saying that we don't make mistakes because we are to be quick to repent. But when we say, God, Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says, let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and to do good deeds not forsaking our meetings together as believers for worship instruction, 
as in the habit of some, but are encouraging one another all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return approaching. Isn't it amazing how the people of God during COVID-19 saw that you can assemble virtually, (laughs) you can assemble with one another spiritually, you can assemble in fellowship, whether you're using Blog Talk, whether you're using Facebook, whether you're using Duo, whether you're using uh, WebEx, whether you're using uh, the various entities that they have out here, that if you make up in your mind that you want to be united with Christ, you'll find a way. So many people that were anti-virtual church became pro-virtual church. It's amazing what God will allow in order for us to see that unity and fellowship with him, it's a must. And he has allowed us to see the different things in the church that has changed. Remember when you had to sing a hymnal and that was it? Remember when you had to sing in the choir and that was it? Remember the struggles that the people had in order to become a praise team? Mm. Remember how David danced out of his clothes and people thought that it was unseemly, especially his wife, but God. A person on Facebook wrote, God causes people to live in unity with one another, so it is important to make every effort to live together in harmony with everyone, mm-hmm, everyone, even those cantankerous people that may be on in your job or in your neighborhood or wherever. Regardless of beliefs and differences, God commands us to do what we do, and we do it all in love. It talks about even us being people that have inspired one another, inspire one another in hope. We say, "Mm -mm. I'm going to tell on myself. I remember when it was this person, they were messy. And so I said, hmm, Bessie is so messy. And I remember I kept saying that every time I would see the person, I'd be like, hmm, messy Bessie. And then God dealt with me and told me, if Bessie is so messy, when was the last time you prayed for her? Praying and asking God, God, help me that not only do I stop calling her Messy Bessie, but, God, I start calling her Blessing Bessie. God, help me to call her Blessie, not Messy Bessie. God, help me that when I see her, I don't see a life or a relationship or a strain on a relationship that's destroying unity, God, but I see a blessing and Bessie. So let me call her Blessie. Bessie. And let me mean it, God. 
Let me see a person that's living in peace and harmony. Let me see a person that has not only the ability to take her messiness and turn it into a message, but takes the messiness that the enemy has plagued her with to be a person of patience, of kindness, of love, of responsibility, a person that's sent to the nations and a people that prays and that prays for those that are broken and those that are struggling with being blessed instead of messy. Teach us, God, how to pray for those broken people. For if a person is being messy, many times they've been hurt. Many times they're struggling with being aware of their own weaknesses and the dark forces that are surrounding them, the dark forces that are fighting in and through them, the dark forces that are standing up strong in them, the dark forces that don't want them to see the true love of God that can deliver them the dark forces that cover and hover over that country and that nation, the dark forces that want them to walk into the unity of being demonic, that wants them to walk in the unity of the strongholds of hatred and messiness. God caused them to be people that are aware of the redemption plan of Jesus, to be aware of what they say and how they say it and what they do. Cause the people that see it, God, to unite in love to help one another. And those one another is them. That person that will be courageous to if you see something, you say something. So if the person you're called messy, Bessie, is still being messy, did you call them out? Or did you just talk about it behind their back? Did you see something and say something? Because if you did, that would be love. That would be selflessness. And not you doing it in a judgmental manner, but you to say something as simple as the word of God says that there is to be no division among us. The word of God says that we're to be united in minds and thoughts through Christ Jesus. The word of God says we're supposed to encourage one another and live in peace with one another. The word of God says that we're to have a new mind and an attitude. The word of God says we are to have the mind of Christ. The word of God says we are to love ye one another. 
The word of God says for us not to walk around in selfish ambition and vain conceit. The word of God says that we're supposed to walk in humility and humbleness. So because the word of God says that, how does what you just did or said or um, shared line up with the word of God? Now, don't get mad at me because of what the word of God says, but I just want to know, how did that messiness show the compassion and the humility of God? How did what you just did line up with us making every effort to unite with the spirit of God in peace? How did what you just did cause us to live in harmony and of one accord with God, not with the devil. Explain that to me because you know that I love you, but I see something and God told me to say something. Not that I'm so perfect because we both know that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but because we are united as one human race, how does what was just said or done or spread or shared, how does it line up with the unity that God has given us with the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit? And then say, when you get a chance, Can you go back and read John 17, verses 1 through 16, that talks about us praying for one another? Could you go back and read it where it talks about us being disciples in the world? Can you go back and read how it talks about the future glory and about God perfecting us? If you don't do that for anyone else, can you do it for me? Because I want you and I both to know that the unity that God is talking about is the unity that we're to have that's on the vertical dimension that's between us and our relationship with God, but also on a horizontal dimension, which is our love and unity that we share in the community and with one another. And then we have that type of internal communion with believers that binds us together in faith and hope and love. And we have that external manifestation of it when we love one another like God the Father and God the Son and the Holy Spirit loved us because God asked Jesus to come And he came. And then God sent the Holy Spirit to dwell among us. So because that's what we're looking for, because we want to have fidelity with God in love and in prayer so that we could walk in the unity that's required for the renewal 
and evangelizing of the saints, because even whether it's in our prayers or our songs, like Make Us One from Jesus Culture, or Never Once by Matt Redman, or Heal Our Land by Carrie Joby, or With One Voice, or uh, the song that talks about Build Your Kingdom Here, and part of that here is in us. Or the song that talks about God being a way maker. Or the one that talks about us praising God all together. Or the one that talks about how good God is. Or the one that says, get the shackles off me, praise you, by Mary. Or the song that talks about how God deserves all the praise. Or the song that's by Tasha Cobbs featuring Kiara Sheard that talks about your spirit, talking about the spirit of God. Or William Murphy's song about your love. Mm. There's so many songs. There's so many prayers, including the one that um, Smokey Norfolk sings that says, I need thee. Oh, Lord, I need thee. Unity. Unity in God. That's all I have. Anyone have any words or comments or Minister Sheila or anyone that wants to close out the program? I'll turn it over to you. Thank you. Thank you, Apostle. Thank you for the encouragement, the words and the knowledge that you have given us this morning. And I just thank God for blessing us through through this day to wake us up because yet so many did not wake up this morning or came in and they have not received the blessing of the Lord and the love that the Lord has us. And I want to ask Minister Margo, if she please, if available, to pray us out. God is, is so good and so inspiring. And I'd like to thank Apostle Alec for just uh, leaning in today, helping us to remember that we need unity of spirit and that unity has to start with us. I love when she talked about the internal, the internal uh, work that needs to be done. And the fact that when we're working with others and we're dealing with others, be it coworkers or family members, people that we have problems with, if we ask God, he can change our thinking about that person. If we listen to him, he will counsel us and give us the direction that we need on how to deal with that individual. Because guess what? He's dealing with us first. (laughs) He's dealing with us to remember that we need to be mindful to walk this walk really with him. Stay close to him. Lean in to him. Believe his word. Speak his word. And if we're dealing with those who are not Christians, who don't have the foundation, show his love. Show his love. Don't judge. Don't 
talk behind their back, show his love, God's love as he changes us, as he gets that. She talked about dark forces. Dark forces can cover our vision, us from seeing that person as God sees them. That's our job. That's our job. Thank you so much. Give us so much to think about, so much to meditate on, so much to remember that our job starts eternally, internally with God, that that vertical connection is important, but the horizontal connection with others is why we're here. We're here to show God's love. So if there are no other comments, if no one else has anything else to say, I will then be honored to pray us out. Okay? God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for another Sunday. We thank you for another opportunity to lift our voice to you to praise you and thank you for being our God, for being our shepherd, for leading us and guiding us, giving us everything we need that we can trust you, that we can depend on you, that we can rely on our Father who will never leave us or forsake us. God, I lift up Apostle-elect to you, and I put her on the altar And all those things that she has before you, God, let her know you hear her prayer. You see where she is, and you will meet every need as you always have. That she need not be concerned about the next step because you're leading and guiding her as you lead and guide each of us. Continue, God, to work things out in her life, the life of her son and her her grandchildren and the life of all those that she loves. Thank you, God, for hearing her prayer because she cares about your people. She loves your people, and she wants us to stand up and be the saints that God has called us to be in this last and evil day. Help us, God, to remember that if we stumble and fail, that we simply need to jump up and ask for forgiveness and keep on going. Thank you for the strength, for the desire to lead others as you lead us. Help us as we walk through this next week, depending on you, magnifying you, praising you, worshiping you, believing your word, no matter what we see, no matter what we feel, no matter what we hear, we trust and believe God. Help us, God, to trust you more. In Jesus' name I pray and give you the thanks, God. Amen and amen. Remember, saints, as you go through this week, because all we have to do is put him first, and all those things will be added. God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.